When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and it's time once again for another episode of what is it? It's bad language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm the podcast producer, and I am thrilled that the Pittsburgh Steelers won. Really bummed that they didn't make the playoffs. It is bittersweet. I know, you know, you, you know it. Am I pleased with the way the Steelers finished? Absolutely. Am I pissed about the way the Steelers started? Yeah. Yeah, I I really am. They lost some games that today should have not been a factor. They should have been in the playoffs. They should have been competing for that top wildcard seed, if you ask me. They really could have. That's spilt milk now. That's crying over what happened what seems like eons ago. So what are the percentages? What are the percentages of me being pleased to pissed? You know, on the post-game show, I came out and said, yeah, you know what? I'm proud of the way they finished. I mean, you got to look at it in perspective. It's going to go ahead and be a situation where the Pittsburgh Steelers come out next year and should do a whole heck of a lot better. Then some butthole in the uh, on Facebook chimed in and said, well, you know, they had the easy part of the season, so let's not get too optimistic, bad, you know. I'm like, ah, uh, here we go. You know, you can't, I guess you can't put lipstick on the pig to some people, but that pig is ready for the prom now. Really is. You know, they are ready for 2023. Remember the last losing season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It was long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was 2003. So we are going on the 20th anniversary of that season. What did that season get the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, got them the 11th overall pick, and it got them one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Here's the good news. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger came and... Next thing you know, that team was 15-1 and his rookie season. Now, Kenny Pickett didn't quite do that, but there's usually a huge jump from year one to year two for a rookie quarterback. The Steelers had the losing season, but they are not looking for a franchise quarterback. I think they think that they have one. 
And I think that they have one. So there's a lot of thinking going on. And that's what it is. But I am still angry about the way this team played early on in the season. It was ridiculous. Now I get it, but bad. TJ Watt got hurt. I get it, yeah. They could have won those games. There are games that they could have won without TJ Watt. There's games they would have won if they had TJ Watt, but you can't stop injury. What you can stop is idiotic play, and they made some really dumb mistakes in the New England game. That game should have not been a loss. The Cleveland game, I didn't think should have been a loss, but I get it. They couldn't stop the run, though. The Jets game should have not been a loss. And then another game, that Miami game should have not been a loss. Man, that's a crappy team, the Miami Dolphins right now, going to the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills, yo, they might as well rest their starters next week. Because they could rest, they can put their second team unit in there. And if Skylar Thompson's the quarterback, and the way those guys played today, even the defense, yeah, I know they didn't give up a touchdown at all. Neither did the Jets defense. Both teams were bad on both sides of the ball. They really were. And there was, this is spilt milk that I'm going to cry over. There was a phantom horse collar penalty that (laughs) should have never happened. I don't think, uh, I think that game actually ends in a tie. Really, it could have ended in a tie if it wasn't for uh, that stupid horse collar. He still had to hit a 50-yarder. No one was moving the football. Ridiculous. But, hey, I can't do that. All I can say is what are the percentages. I think I am pleased, let's say 65 to 35. 65% pleased. But what I'm even more pleased with is I know where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going. And I know where they've been. And that's even better thing. Because when you put that out there, 2023 could be pretty special. Because when they're drafting next year, it's not going to be desperation to fill huge holes right away. Is this the ideal offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, it's not. However, this is an offensive line that stuck together all year and went seven out of nine, just like the rest of the team. So can you live with the same offensive line next year? Will they most likely be upgraded? Yeah. There are opportunities in free agency. Hell, there was opportunities in free agency when they had no money back in 2020. But they've got a little bit of money underneath the cap. And you know things happen. You know moves are made. You know Omar Khan is the ultimate couch cushion guy. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool to see what Omar Khan does in his first full off season. He's never had a draft. He's never had a free agency that was his own. And that add Andy Weidel to the mix. It's a brain trust that is pretty good. And I'm really excited for what they can do. So they are going to add to this team. They're going to do things differently than Kevin Colbert, but they also, not Weidel, but Khan studied under Kevin Colbert for almost 20 years. And what did he do? He took the great things that Kevin Colbert did 
And he took the great ideas that he has and he merged them. And it's almost like creating a super GM. He's a super GM. But even if he doesn't have the scouting ability that most general managers have in the league, he has Andy Weidel. So he's got a player guy, and he's the money guy. The money guy knows a lot about players, but I don't think, and I I, gotta, I almost guarantee there's not a better money guy in the league. There's a lot of guys that know how to pick up free agents. The Baltimore Ravens do a very good job of picking up free agents. But as far as money guys... Omar Khan's the best in the game. And I am not going to step down from that whatsoever. So, yeah, the future looks... 2023 is here. The Steelers are already 2-0 in 2023 because they're not going to the playoffs. They don't end their season on a low note with a loss. They end it kind of low being out of the playoffs. But as TJ Watt said, you can tell TJ Watt was crushed. But T.J. Watt's really proud of what they did. This team has one more game. If there's one more week in the season, they do it. But the problem is they just didn't get it together in time. And even when they got it together, they got Kenny Pickett hurt. What if Kenny Pickett plays that whole game against Baltimore the first time around? Don't know. I like to think that they've got at least another field goal in them. They've got probably two less picks even if you give kenny one there probably have two less picks yeah i I, there's so many things that could have happened if the pittsburgh steelers had more time and everybody talked about in 2013 how the steelers when they got ryan suck up were the team you don't want to play in the playoffs in 2022 the season at least I know what the calendar says, but in the season, I don't think some teams wanted to play them. Now, look, I'm not smoking crack thinking they were going to go beat Buffalo. Man, I think it's going to be hard to beat Buffalo at this point because they have inspiration on their side. And inspiration, man, as long as they get good news out of the hospital, With DeMar Hamlin, they're going to be so inspired. They really are. I I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're a shoo-in. I just think that it's it's a hard thing to do to mess with that. So it was an unfortunate thing. And we know that, and we talked about that ad nauseum. And I really love how the league how the league has approached this whole situation. Man, this could have been horrible. Now, I'm going to throw spade, though. When I just said how the league handled the whole situation, could have they done a better job with the plan for if Baltimore beats Cincinnati? First of all, I thought Baltimore was jobbed in that whole thing. But then you have the Cincinnati Bengals 
as classy as they were in adversity on Monday night, they really flushed all that down the toilet. When Joe Mixon pulls out a quarter, he could say, oh, I was talking about the league. That is a slap in the face to DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills, and anybody with a conscience and scruples. Joe Mixon's a guy that punched a woman in the face and broke her face. But I guess he feels he paid his penance, which I don't really feel that he did, but I don't have the facts to back that up. All I'm going to say, classless move. You could say, oh, we're just mad at the league. We're parroting in the league. You know what? Go out and win like you did. But they're incensed and they're upset and Zach Taylor's all upset about it. I think it was worse if you're the Baltimore Ravens. They declared the Cincinnati Bengals the winner there of the division. But Cincinnati's acted all butthurt about it. And like they're getting jobbed. Oh, I, I tell you what, I've uh I don't care who beats this team. Somebody's got to beat this team before the Super Bowl. And all I am gonna say about it is. That coin flip, man, come on, man. Come on, don't do that. Not, not funny. I know it wasn't going against DeMar, but at that point, you might as well just rip off your DeMar Hamlin number three prayers for DeMar t-shirt and just uh, throw it in the mud and stomp on it. That's what I feel it was. I may be wrong on that. People might think I'm completely stupid. That's fine. But screw the Bengals. I hope they lose. I'm rooting for anybody that plays the Bengals. It was absolutely classless. And let's see. But let's get back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you can't be excited about a future that includes number eight, number 22, number 30, Hopefully number 88 next year. We we need good news. Prayers for Pat Fryermuth and that, that knee. Prayers for Gunnar O and that knee. But number 78. Number 61. Number 14. Hell, even number 18. Number 83 on offense. My gosh. This could be an offensive juggernaut. But bad. They still have Matt Canada. Yeah, I know that's a problem. I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. I like to think that that by missing the playoffs, they think of what might have been, and they realize that that was a big part of the problem in all eight of those losses. But I don't know what they're going to do. All I know is this team looks right to me, and I'm feeling really good not feeling froggy i'm feeling ducky and that's a much better thing so maybe i talked myself up to 70 30 at this point i'm still pissed at first half 2022 steelers but man i think second half 2022 steelers are pretty special so let's take a break. We will be back right after this. We are going to look at the accountability of our staff picks, and we're going to be with you and just a jiffy right here 
on BTSC that's behind the steel curtain. It is a little something I like to call bad language. Look, man, you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. We are back on Bad Language. It is half number two. And just like the Steelers, half number two might be so much better than half number one. And But unlike the Steelers, I thought half number one is pretty good, if you ask me. But that's me patting myself on the back. Bad is bad language going away. Only thing going away right now is the post game show, but we're gonna, we're gonna replace it with something. You're still gonna have three original shows every single day. You're gonna have some pretty good stuff, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's wherever you download your favorite podcast. You got to do that. Make sure you go back and check out the Mike Tomlin press conference recap. Make sure you go back and check out Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman. He likes to give everybody else middle names or change their names. So we're going to go back to Dave Schofield's old favorite, Jeff Hartman there. So that is winners and losers. And that is the Monday edition of Let's Ride. It was a really good post game show last night if I can say so myself, and I can speak for the other two dudes, Jeff, Dave, and myself did the post-game show. But there's so many other shows. If you want to go ahead and check them out, do so. You know what I like to do every single week? I like to go ahead and see how we are on our staff picks to see how smart we were, to see who's the smartiest of us all, who came close. I know I came close. I probably came closest to the Steelers score but not the game. So we're going to see who the winner is. And now, as you know, every single week, what we do, and this is something we started a couple years ago. Now, Jeff Hartman puts this article out. I used to put this article out a couple years ago. Now Jeff puts it out. And what's so special about it, it's, it gives all of, us, all of us here at BTSC, gives us a voice, and we go ahead and pick the game every single week. So... Who is going to be closest? Now, Shannon White last week. Shannon White got the score exactly right. So here we go. Jeff Hartman, 24, Browns, 17. That's close, but not it. Dave Schofield, Steelers, 24, Browns, 13. Dave, so far, the closest to the Browns score. Closest to the Steelers score so far is me, 29, Browns, 24. KT Smith, 23, Browns, 17. Of course, that 23 being the Steelers. Jeffrey Benedict was pessimistic. Browns, 17, Steelers, 15. Jeffrey is so far our biggest loser of the week. Rich Schofield, 24-14, Steelers. Shannon White, 23-20, Steelers. Jeremy Betts, 20-14, Steelers. So, so far, Jeremy Betts and Rich Schofield have the Browns absolutely correct at 14 points. So they got that one right on the head. Bradley Locker, 20 to 17 in favor of the Steelers. Kyle Kreiss, Steelers 20, Brown 16. Tony Defio, who usually blows out the number, 17 to 9 took the Steelers. He usually goes really high. 
So I'm the one who came closest to the Steelers score. And once again, we had Rich Schofield and we had Jeremy Betts having the Browns 14. That's really the best we can do on that. I might have to declare those two the winners. So that's what I'll do. I don't mind uh, saying that I'm not the big winner for the week. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at my bold and bizarre predictions for this week. And you know the article. I do this every single week with Steelers play. You know, the bold predictions are looking at what players are going to do, how they're going to perform. And then there's the bizarre ones where somebody does something really stupid or goofy, a dumb bet, usually a celebration. And that's what we have this week. Let's see how I've done this week. Last week, I was pretty close on a lot of stuff. This week, probably not too much, but let's look. In addition to getting into the end zone once, Pat Frymuth catches seven balls to lead the Steelers in receptions. Now, he had zero. And now Pat Frymuth's hurt. I'm really worried about that. I hope that is not way too serious for Pat. I would hate to see him miss a majority of next season as well. And if it's a tear, he very well could. But Pat's a warrior too. Kenny Pickett goes 25 of 36 with two scoring touchdown passes. Well, that's what a scoring pass is, BD. Bad, you know that. Kenny Pickett was 13 for 29, 195 yards, 6.7 average, no interceptions, one touchdown pass on the day. It was a beauty to George Pickens, by the way. Just absolute beauty. Deontay Johnson leads the team in targets again and finally scores a touchdown. To celebrate the score and January 8th being National Argyle Day, DJ18 commandeers a golf cart, smashes it into an ambulance with a gigantic foot teddy bear in the passenger seat. Hmm, sounds a little familiar. Upon learning that the celebration was more for the sweater pattern and not the limo driver and diehard, brilliantly portrayed by Devereaux White, Johnson accepts his 15-yard penalty and saunters toward the sideline. All right. DJ, once again, he had a lot of targets. Led the team with 10, so I'm correct. He only had two receptions. That's ridiculous. Thank goodness he's not your number one receiver anymore. I think the number one receiver going into next year is going to be George Pickens. He's still a good enough number two receiver. Because your number two receiver isn't a number one. And he's just not catching like a number one. So there you go with that prediction. Man, I really thought DJ18 was going to get in the end zone. I haven't put that in my under over-under and it killed me. Killed, you're really going to see how it killed me. George Pickens catches five balls on six targets. He did not. He had a touchdown reception though, but Pickens had three receptions, 72 yards on six targets. So I was, I mean, I was a couple off, but George Pickens, another great day, 72 yards. Really, really the second half so much better. And if he would only get more targets, he's going to be a superstar. Najee Harris gains 109 yards on the ground, scores a touchdown on a fourth quarter run. No, that didn't happen. Najee had a rare fumble today. Najee should have had more than one touchdown. He had, he really had two touchdowns. He only gets credit for one because Mike Tomlin could have challenged that, but it shouldn't have been one that even needed to be challenged. 
84 yards, one touchdown. So not quite 111, but he finishes over 1,000 yards for his season. He starts his career with two 1,000-yard seasons. Steelers get two sacks on the day, one by Cam Hayward and another by T.J. Watt. Cam Hayward should have gotten three, but he got ripped out of one. Really got ripped off. He ended up with two. T.J. Watt got a half a sack. Then, my goodness, sack fest against the Browns. Love it. I didn't think they were going to sack. I I knew they were going to sack him at least twice, but I didn't think they were going to harass Deshaun Watson to the point that they did. Who else got the sacks? Well, I told you that Cam Hayward got two. Alex Highsmith with two and a half. Ends with 15. Amazing. One with Terrell Edmonds. TJ Watt with 0.5. Larry Ogunjobi, that's my guy. He had one. Man, I'd really love to see Larry O come back next year. I think that would be something that would be really phenomenal. That needs to happen. Minka Fitzpatrick and Bob Spillane intercept Deshaun Watson. No, I was very incorrect on that. But they did get two interceptions. And who got those interceptions? One, man. I think Levi Wallace really came on the last couple weeks. I like his contributions to the Pittsburgh Steelers. DeMonte KZ, another free agent pickup, got the other one. That's awesome. Good for those guys. Plus, I just liked writing Bob Spillane. I don't think anybody's ever called him Bob Spillane. I've heard Bobby, but not Bob. Steelers rushing defense fares better than they did week three against the run, but still surrender 120 yards to the Cleveland rushing attack. I was pretty darn close with that. Actually, you know, not quite 120, a little bit more than that, but really good job. 134 is all they got. How Nick Chubb to 77. Deshaun Watson at 44. And Kareem Hunt 13. So, man, I was actually really close on that. 14 yards off on that. I'm going to even consider that a victory. That's, man, that is close. Yeah. The Steelers get three touchdowns and three field goals on the day to beat the Browns 29 to 24. Well, they beat them 28 to 14. And the Bills get an emotional win over New England, but the Jets can't beat the Dolphins, and the Steelers' season ends at 9 and 8. Unfortunately, that's the one that hurts the most. That's the one that I'm most wrong about. Now let's go ahead and take a look at one of my favorite parts of the week. Something that I've been leading the past few weeks. Can I pick up the regular season victory against my friends Dave Schofield and Jeff Hartman? Let's see. Going into this, I lead 65 to 64 with Jeff and 62 with Dave. Najee Harris, 88 and a half rushing yards. We all three of us took the over. None of us get points because it was actually under with 84. Really darn close. Jeff really knows how to set these lines. Total rushing yards for the Steelers, 135 and a half. I took the under. The gentlemen took the over. And the gentlemen are going to get the points. And here's the reason why. Steelers had 148. Smart over. I was off by 132 and a half. Man, that stinks. That one's going to haunt me. 
DJ touchdowns. I already said that's going to haunt me. The gentleman took the under. I said he was going to do it. He did not. He came really close. Man, that would have been huge. I would have won the week. So they get the points. Fryermuth yards. We all took the over. It was 45 and a half. Zeros a far away pick. So eh, we're not going to get that. Defensive takeaways. Those two guys took the under. I took the over. 1.5 was the line with two. I get the points. Sacks two and a half. I went under. What was I thinking? Jeff goes over. There you go. Then the spread was two and a half. We all took the Steelers to cover. We all get the points. 40.5 was the line. I took the over. Jeff took the over. We both had the over. Dave gets no points with the under. Dave finishes the season with 65 points. We have a winner by one point. The winner had 69 and second place had 68. And I fall out. DJ, you kill me. I trusted you, DJ. I trusted you. I took second place. Congratulations to Jeff Hartman, man. He's never, you hear me crumbling it up. I just threw it. He's never going to let me hear the end of this one, but that's okay. This has been the last regular season, bad language, but bad language is not going away. Be sure you check out BTSC for all of your needs every single day. We're here 365. If it's Christmas, I'm working. If it's my birthday, I'm working. If it's Arbor Day, I'm working. If it's Huey Lewis's birthday, which is July 5th, 1950, I'm working. Doesn't matter. I love doing it. And it's a pleasure to be able to do this for all of you. Not me. I'm just not the only one working. Dave Schofield's working 365. Jeff Hartman 365 here at BTSC. A lot of us put in so much work to make sure we put out the best dealer content. And I hope we are your favorite site, whether it's editorial or whether it's podcast. On the audio side, as the podcast producer, I want to thank all of my guys this year in this regular season. Every single one of them. Man, they're there every week. They get their stuff in on time. And it's good quality stuff. So for all of those guys, in fact, I'm just going to go ahead and name them. Jeff Hartman. Shannon White. Tony Defio. Jeffrey Benedict, Jeremy Betts, Andrew Wilbar, Dave Schofield, Rich Schofield, Matt Peverell, Greg Benevitt, and Kyle Kreiss. Also, KT Smith, Mark Davison. You've got Daniel J. You've got Kevin Tate. You also have Big G, B-Dirt. You've got Pay. You've got a whole host of guys that are just so fantastic that help out with that show. I think they're absolutely incredible, every single one of them. I miss anybody. My gosh, if I did, I'm going to be severely embarrassed. But I want each and every one of those guys to know how much I appreciate them and how much they do for this network. Love them all. They've done very well. And we are going to continue to be here. Just because it's the off season, 
you don't lose us here at BTSC. For all of us here at Behind the Steel Curtain, go Steelers, my friend. And you know what? This has been bad language. And I would be remiss if I didn't say, I ain't apologizing for nothing.